Thursday, February 24th, 2022. Today on the show, we're talking more studio acquisitions in the video game world. Avowed, the new game by Obsidian, may come out as early as 2023, but on the other hand, Call of Duty may not receive a 2023 annual installment release. This is the Culture Jack News Desk. This is the Culture Jack News Desk. I'm your host, Dustin. Pleased to meet you. Pleased to make your acquaintance. If you're new here, this is a show where we talk all about video games. We talk about the video game industry, video game news, headlines, highlights, new game releases, and the like. That's that's what this show is about. For those returning listeners, welcome back. Welcome back to the News Desk. I've missed you so. I've missed you since last week. And before we get on with the news for today... I've got uh, a couple announcements. I've got a couple small housekeeping things that I've got to get out of the way and take care of right off the jump. And so I may have alluded to it in other episodes. I may have spoken very frankly about it in other episodes yet. But for the last couple months, I've been talking about this break that Anthony and I are going to have with the Culture Jack podcast. Uh, We are going to take... March off, essentially. I mean, we're going to show up maybe once a week to check in on you guys. We don't want to, we don't want to just leave you hanging, especially if you've gotten used uh, to hearing our voices every week. And that, (laughs) that number may be uh, a whole uh, tens or elevens of you, or it may be one or two of you. That's, that's fine. Either way, we want to want to support you guys in that because you have supported us so much by by listening uh, to the podcast episodes to recommending these podcasts uh, to other people as well. But we are going to take a break in March. Maybe we'll end up doing some reformatting as well. We alluded to some some formatting changes that we were going to make at the beginning of the year. So some of those will happen after the March break. But don't worry, because right after March or right at the end of March, we get Moon Knight is going to drop on Disney Plus. And so we will come back to you fresh-faced and revitalized and ready to talk about the Moon Knight series on Disney Plus. Okay, so that's item number one. Uh, We're taking a break. We're taking some time off. Whether that's because of uh, burnout or like happened here in this last couple weeks, we missed a couple episodes. Um, We don't want to do that to you. We want to be someone that you can rely on. And especially in your life, in this chaotic hectic world that we all live in. We want to be someone that can provide some sense of stability. We want to be your rock. Allow us, allow us to be your rock. Okay. So that's item number one that I had to get out of the way. The second thing that I had to talk about or that I want to talk about is on tomorrow's episode of Culture Jacked. I know last week, if you tuned into the Friday show, we had a collaboration with Dan who talked about preparation in the event of a zombie apocalypse and we talked all kinds of zombie movies and who did it the best, who did it the worst. If you haven't checked out that episode, it's a great episode. This week we return with a second collaboration uh, with a good friend of mine and his son-in-law actually. Uh, They've got a podcast called The Freaky Deaky where they talk about the paranormal and the conspiratorial and and the things that make you put on a tinfoil hat and hide under your covers in, in bed. And I had them on the podcast. I went on their podcast, which actually, if you wanted to hear (laughs) an interesting conversation, to say the least, they talked about time travel and and what the the basic tenet 
of that podcast of the freaky deaky podcast is the, the father-in-law is a skeptic and he needs cold, hard facts, science, science and proof and, and in order to prove a thing. Whereas uh, Scott, the son-in-law is a believer of all of these fantastic things. And then they have a, a rational reason conversation between the two of them. So if you have not checked out the Freaky Deaky podcast, go over there and check that out now because I was on their podcast. And in fact, uh, that conversation about time travel is airing today, the same day. I, I don't know if they put it out as early as uh, as this podcast comes out because I put this out a minute after midnight. <laughs> That's what I do. Like a minute after midnight, you're getting this thing. One, so I can move up in the queue but also I want to be the first, I want to be the first thing there when you wake up. Like I said, I do have ambitions to be that very steady ship that sails in the night of your life. I don't know where these analogies and idioms are coming from. They're not even good, but regardless, check out that episode of the Freaky Deaky podcast available now, part one, and then tomorrow, check out that collaboration that they did on our show on the Friday show. Um, here at the Culture Jack podcast. Okay, so those are my two items. Do I have any more items? We're going on a break. We've done some collaborations here recently, and I think we're going to do more. And give, give me feedback. You know, let me know what you think of these collaborations, what you think of these folks that we're having on, you know, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, whether you want to come on, whether you've got something, something good to talk about in the video game world or in the, the movie world or the comic book world or anywhere in between in really that kind of pop culture space that we like to kind of hold this, hold this podcast down in. Okay. I mean, I guess, um, that's all I had as kind of a preamble. Anything else? No, my, my shoes are laced up tight. My eyebrows are slicked back. Well, my, my single eyebrow, they're connected in the middle. I have a fantastic unibrow. Now I'm working on getting my eyes to meld together, make a a Cyclops shape. My taco meat is out. Buttons undone on my shirt. I am ready to go. So why am I hesitating? Why don't I want to give you this news? Because it's bad news. That's why. Because it's, it's terrible news. I don't give, give you bad news. Um, it's not like this is a podcast where we ruminate and fret over things like nuclear war with Russia or anything like that. And it's not something that I'm thinking about or worried about or, or frantically ang anxious about at all. I just want to talk about video games. And so let's, uh, let's get into the news. All right. The first bit of news is, oh God, I'm going to screw up this studio name. And all of these news headlines, again, come from GamingBolt.com. Dadalic, Dadalic Entertainment is going to be acquired by Nacon. Uh, Nacon will acquire the Lord of the Rings Gollum developer for 53 million euros. The deal is expected to close later this year. So now this isn't a, a Bungie 3.5 billion or a Microsoft Activision 68 billion dollar deal, but it's still a, a deal and still represents consolidation within the industry, like we have been seeing week to week. So some details of the of the deal. Founder and CEO Karsten Fichtelman uh, will remain in charge of the company along with COO Stefan Harms. Uh, NACON chairman and CEO Alan Falk said in a press release, quote, 
we knew through our current collaboration on Gollum that Nacon and Dedalic share the same values and the same objectives to deliver unique experiences to gamers. Therefore, it seemed logical to go further together and we're extremely happy of this acquisition. It represents a significant step in Nacon's strategy. Uh, let's see. He, Fichtelman, Fichtelman stated, after eventful years in which we always come out on top, I feel proud looking back at the past 15 years and the development of the company. Dedalic Entertainment has established itself as a publisher and developer of exceptional games across genres and on all relevant platforms and has cemented that position globally. Together with Nacon, we are now taking the next step to further develop our catalog of games created by our own team, as well as many incredible indie studios. We are looking back at a trusting and cooperative collaboration on the Lord of the Rings Gollum and forward to an even brighter future together. So the article goes on to say that this isn't Nacon's first big acquisition. They got Midgar Studio that did Edge of Eternity, uh, Creature Studios that did Session, and Big Ant Studios Cricket 2020 and AO Tennis. Uh, in recent years, it's also publishing titles like Test Drive Unlimited, Solar Crown, and Steel Rising later this year. So I don't know how many of you are actually interested in all of this kind of acquisition news when it comes to the gaming industry, whether you just tune in to get my takes on what I think good video games are, or whether you just want to know what the game releases are. And in that case, I mean, fast forward this podcast to the last five, ten minutes of, of the episode, and you'll be able to find that out. If you want to hear about other gaming stories, just stay tuned. I'm I'm going through them now. Calm down. Horizon Forbidden West is out. Um, and I don't have much more to say about it just because I'm not a PlayStation 5 owner. And I know it is a PlayStation 4 game as well, as many of these newer games are still multi-platform as the next generation, this current generation, gets up and running. But I probably won't play for for Forbidden. For, I was going to say Horizon. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Remember that episode where <laughs> where it was Forza Horizon 5 and then we had Horizon Forbidden West? And man, those news stories were just kind of conjoined at the hip. They would not let go of the stranglehold that they had on me. Anyway, a lot of people are excited for it. I still haven't played the first game, which I will because I do have a PlayStation 4. It just... It probably needs an update. It probably needs plugged in. Maybe I need to, you know, put it in the bathtub and scrub it off, make it clean. I know that's not the way to do it. Don't don't clean your PlayStations by putting them in the bathtub. The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask is out on February 25th for Nintendo Switch Online. So uh, these are for the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack members. I skipped uh, Majora's Mask. I also, well, I didn't skip... Um, what was the one where he's in the boat on the, on the, on the high seas was Wind Waker. I didn't skip that one. I played a little bit of it, but I did not beat that one. I did not beat Majora's Mask. I do not have the expansion pack. I don't even think I have the online pack for my Nintendo Switch. So I, I probably won't be playing this, or at least immediately I won't be playing this. Embracer Group is planning to release over 25 triple a games by april of 2026 now that i mean at first blush at just hearing that amount of games in that short amount of time 
you you would not be uh, or you would be excused from thinking, my gosh, that's a lot, that's unfeasible. But when I tell you the studios that Embracer Group has under their umbrella, uh, you'll think, well, maybe it's not not so difficult for them. So they have Saber Interactive, Gearbox Entertainment, THQ Nordic, Deep Silver, and like the article says, others. So they are planning more than 25 AAA games before April 2026, and they are planning a total of 216 other development projects going on right now to include indie titles. Um, I don't think it says what the what the games are. Um, 4A Games is working on a new IP, a Metro sequel, and a multiplayer Metro experience. Uh, Dead Island 2 may also launch... Uh, well, I, come on, Dead Island 2, I, I think I just did a story last week where they said that was going to be delayed till 2023 at the earliest. Um, Dragon Age 4 is in, quote, very good shape and expected to release in late 2023. And this is a rumor from Jeff Grubb. And you know Jeff Grubb's got a pretty good track record on this thing. I don't know how many dinners this guy buys with video game in, insiders, but uh, he says the development is on schedule, which is, quote, about 18 months out from today. So late 2023 at the earliest. Okay, this is what I'm excited about. This is another rumor, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But Avowed could launch in the first or second quarter of 2023. So says Jez Corden of Windows Central. And he believes that the, gosh, I hope Jez is a man because I've I've totally just made him a man according to this headline article. Uh, Jez Corden of the Windows Central also believes that Obsidian's first-person fantasy RPG could be revealed sometime this year. And if you are unfamiliar with what Avowed is, remember, gosh, it wasn't last year's E3. I think it was the E3 previous to that. No, it might even have been before that. So last year's 2021, 2020, it was 2019. And I don't even know if it was the E3. It might have been at the Game Awards. Bethesda, not Bethesda, stop saying Bethesda. This is actually the third or fourth time that I've recorded this podcast because I kept calling Avowed a Bethesda game. It is not a Bethesda game. It is an Obsidian game. But the reason that I keep calling it a Bethesda game is because this game looks to be a direct competitor to the Skyrim franchise. Or at least when it was announced in 2019, that's what we thought, until later on in 2019 when Microsoft announced its acquisition of Bethesda and ZeniMax and all and all that. So... I've been excited for this game for a long time. Now, when it comes to Bethesda Worlds, I am deeply rooted in the Fallout camp. I know a lot of people are in the uh, Elder Scrolls camp. I am deeply rooted in that Fallout camp. And we'll see what happens this November when Starfield comes out, or it's supposed to come out. If it is not delayed, um, whether I will uproot my, my whole life and move to a Starfield camp out of a Fallout camp, or if I will remain steadfastly in the fallout camp, or maybe I'll have one foot in both. I don't know. Why are you guys holding me to such a high regard when it comes to my opinion on Bethesda titles? Anyway, Avowed launching early 2023. Super cool. I'm way into it. Okay, Activision Blizzard. I know you're so sick of t- sick and tired of hearing about Activision Blizzard, but California's DFEH 
has widened the scope of investigations into Activision Blizzard allegations. Um, so <laughs> it was pretty pretty interesting because there's another uh, another article I have another headline that that talks about Microsoft went into talks to buy Activision almost immediately after all of these allegations came forward and and the investigations started happening over there at Activision like they pounced on this thing they were like this studio is floundering this company is not going to make it out of this alive and they are going to be I mean, I guess relatively cheap, maybe cheaper than were they at their peak with a good, healthy workplace atmosphere and also just banging on all cylinders with Call of Duty doing better than it ever has before. But Call of Duty's been down. All of these harassment uh, accusations, all this litigation, all these investigations uh, just made just made Activision a delectable offer that Microsoft could not deny. So uh, what's going on here? Let's see. It is... Okay, so Activision Blizzard was resisting the writs or the orders to appear in court that were issued by the DFEH, which I'm not familiar with what that acronym is off the top of my head, um, but it is now seemingly complying with the SEC's orders and further... The DFEH has widened its scope of investigation and has adi issued additional writs against the company, uh, specifically against Activision's directors, in an effort to get more background information on CEO Bobby Kotick. So if there was any doubt that Bobby Kotick was just going to get a golden parachute, get a big payout, and leave the company after this uh, acquisition went through with Microsoft, let that doubt be cast aside now. There is no way that Phil Spencer, being the prescient mind that he is, being the forward-thinking Xbox executive that he is, the head of gaming at Microsoft, there is no way that that man is going to keep a slug, a absolute toxic poison like Bobby Kotick around. Did I say Kotick or Kotick the first time? Because I think it's Kotick. Anyway, I'm done with Activision. Let's move on. Uncharted's Nathan Drake and Chloe Frazier come to Fortnite for some treasure hunting. Okay, I just found this in Fortnite the other night. I didn't know anything about this announcement. I wasn't aware that they were doing a, a crossover with the Uncharted. I guess it's the Uncharted movie, but I, it could also be the Uncharted game. I haven't seen, seen what the skins look like yet. And, and Fortnite is great at that. I know we talk all the time about Fortnite being this epic giant when it comes to crossover of popular uh, characters and, and pop culture things. But they do it so well in tandem with large movie releases. And so we've got Nathan Drake uh, being released on Fortnite right now. I, I can almost guarantee you that when May rolls around and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness comes out, there will be a in-game promotion for that. I mean, you know, Epic, Epic Games and Fortnite have had already incredible success with their Marvel, Marvel characters in Fortnite. And I know my own personal friends and family that are playing Fortnite right now, maybe you're, you guys are the only ones I'm talking to. You guys are my Fortnite bros. I just made a TikTok. If you haven't checked out my TikTok, I got a TikTok. Check out the link tree. There's my TikToks in that. But I made a TikTok of an event where my wife and I were playing 
And at the end of the match, it was down to us and one other team. We were playing duos. We killed the one guy. The other guy, well, he boxed himself in, in the storm, and he made metal walls. And then we just were outside the metal walls watching this person panic as they tried to shoot down their own metal walls while they died in the storm. Easiest victory royale I've ever gotten. But check it out. It's a very, very funny. It's funny to me. I don't know. And then I found some funny uh, Naruto Naruto conversation uh, that I, I superimposed over it. I'm very proud of it. You know, I don't make a lot of TikToks, but I make some good ones on occasion. PlayStation's Shuhei Yoshida is teasing two unreleased games and one of them's one of them's <laughs> one of them is a souls like and so he was just talking about online he was talking about on twitter the games that he's playing or have played recently in the last 5 games he's played he says he's played Horizon Forbidden West Genshin Impact which uh, i am so upset that that game is so popular because it is a total just money suck um Although I guess I've heard it is pretty pretty dang fun, but it's a, like a Zelda ripoff and plus just like pay to pay to pay to pay to pay. Uh, Sifu, which I've seen some videos, looks amazing. Uh, it's a PlayStation game though, unfortunately. And then he puts in parentheses an unreleased puzzle action game and another parenthesis unreleased Souls-like game. And he, he did a follow-up tweet that said the last one is not... Elden Ring, which by the, the release of this podcast comes out tomorrow. Is anyone looking forward to Elden Ring? Again, I have not played the Dark Souls games, but I did get Sekiro Shadows Die twice, and it's very good. It is very difficult and very unforgiving, and so Elden Ring is just those kinds of games in an open world. You'll never guess it, guys. You'll never believe... What is on the top of the Famitsu Most Wanted chart yet again? You'll never believe it. I, I don't even want to say. I don't want to tell you. Okay, you, you got it out of me. You, <clears throat> you devil. Final Fantasy 16 is at the top of the Famitsu's Most Wanted charts yet again. I don't know why I feel like I need to report on that. I, it should just go without saying that that is going to be on the top of that list. Contraband will focus on, quote, tactical vehicular combat. Avalanche Studios' upcoming Xbox exclusive title is going to focus on tactical vehicle-based action, according to recent rumors. Hmm, interesting. Those are the Just Cause games as well, right? That studio, Avalanche, they're the ones that make the Just Cause games, which are just like crazy, wacky sandbox games. I have been seeing a lot of interest online for another prototype game, which is from the Activision library. Now that they've been acquired by Microsoft, maybe they can revitalize and re reinvigorate some of those old titles to include prototype. I'd be very happy with a, a remake of prototype or a proper next gen sequel. It was so cool. You're like a symbiote character that like eats humans and puts on their, puts on their appearances and you can, you know, shoot guns and jump high and throw tanks around. Like, it's super cool. You feel like a real superhero. Fable developer recruits former Lionhead producer. Amy Loki, who worked on Fable at Lionhead Studios, has returned to the fantasy RPG franchise at Playground Games, which is great news. 
Uh, I love to see that they have, uh, you know, more input into games that they have done successfully in the past. Playground games, I'm sure, more than capable of handling it without the recruitment of former Fable developers. But it can't hurt. It can't hurt. Uh, oh, here's that other headline. Microsoft began Activision acquisition talks just three days after Bobby Kotick miscon misconduct report was published. Street Fighter VI has been announced, and they had a teaser trailer that show showcases Ryu and Luke. Why not Ryu and Ken? I mean, this Luke guy looks like a cool guy. And in the trailer, you get you got to watch it. You got to check it out on YouTube. Uh, it's just them kind of showing up, you know, walking toward each other face to face. And then this Luke guy, like he, you know, makes a fist and he just flexes his forearm and just the vascularity, all the, the, the huge veins running through his forearm. And then they, I don't know, they're ready to fight or something. And then the, the Street Fighter Six logo appears. I have a long history for, with, with Street Fighter. Like I haven't played one of those games probably, I want to say in the last five or seven years. I was I was big into Street Fighter when I was younger as a as a child growing up in the 90s like that was the fighting game. Mortal Kombat was too violent. It wasn't allowed in my house, but Street Fighter we could play, which was only like marginally less violent. There was I guess there was considerably less blood and gore and fatalities and whatnot in Street Fighter. But I love Street Fighter. And I was really excited a few years ago they were going to do a crossover because tech ever since the PlayStation Tekken two and beyond, I've loved the Tekken games and they were going to do a crossover with Tekken where it was street fighter versus Tekken. And that was going to be made by the folks at Capcom at, at for street fighter. And then there was going to be a Tekken versus street fighter, which was going to be made by the folks at Bandai Namco. Uh, so obviously the latter would have kind of the Tekken gameplay elements and the former would have kind of the Street Fighter gameplay elements, albeit with all of the moves like designated in that particular playstyle to the respective franchises, which I thought was going to be awesome. And I think that they did include at least a few Tekken characters in one of those Street Fighter games, but the Tekken v Street Fighter game never really got off the ground, which broke my heart to be to be quite honest and then when it comes to fighting games i know there's like dragon ball z fighter uh or dragon ball fighter z but one that i have adored for a long time and logan if you're listening you know my brother logan who's been on the podcast several times logan if you're listening you fucking suck i will i will murder you in uh soul caliber 2 for the gamecube specifically soul caliber 6 soul caliber 5 for you guys Get out of here. Soul Calibur 2, give me Necrid, um, give me Astaroth, and I, I, think, I think that's all I'll need. Just, <laughs> just give me Necrid and Astaroth, and you can have Link, you can have Killick, you can have whoever else you want on your team, whatever other nonsense character you want on your team, and I will, I will beat you two to eight. In, in Soul Calibur 2, there's a team battle system where you can choose up to eight fighters and they're eliminated. You know, they don't regain a lot of health. They regain a little bit of health in between matches, but it's it's single eliminations. That fighter gets eliminated, you move on to the next guy. And I can beat my brother with two characters. And take 
that information to the bank. Make sure if you see him, you tell him about it um, because he's got a birthday coming up. Happy birthday. You suck at Soul Calibur. Anyway, what else do we have here? Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy launch sales fell below expectations, so says Square Enix. Now, I brought this up for a very particular reason because this Guardians of the Galaxy game is on my list. I want to play it, but my backlog at this point is huge, and I am not about to buy a game to add to my backlog when I have plenty of other backlogged games that I want to play that are free to me on Game Pass or that I've already purchased or games with gold. So this one's going to have to wait. And I bring this up because it, it kind of presented itself in a, in a quagmire, in a, in a, a unique uh, enigma, a puzzle that we're, we're dealing with uh, today, and that is gamers only have so much time. But we are seeing the release of some of the best and the smartest looking and the, the easiest controlling and the most intuitive and the most wonderful storied games that we ever have in gaming history. And gaming history, uh, by the way, is relatively short as well. I'm 37. And honestly, gaming history doesn't go back much further than... Uh, me, a one Dustin. It's a one Dustin age that we've had video games. And so we have some of the best and there, there are so many. And so you cannot play and really enjoy all of the games that you want. Maybe you can, but I, I can't. And I just think that companies, developers, publishing houses are going to have to understand this dichotomy between wanting to play a really good, really well-written, really well, uh, critically reviewed uh, very, very well, um, but maybe not as commercially successful as they wanted, simply because players don't have enough time. So their metrics, I think, are going to have to change in order to reconcile that fact amongst their shareholders and stockholders. That's just what I think. WWE 2K22 trailer highlights new 2K showcase with Rey Mysterio. I have not played a wrestling game since 1997. <laughs> Is that when WWF Royal Rumble came out for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System? Because that's the last one that I played. A great game, by the way. Speaking of playing that with my brother, he would be... What, is there is there a character named uh, Mr. Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Wonderful, Mr. One of them's the Shark Tank guy. <laughs> Whichever one's not the Shark Tank guy, the other guy. He wore like white briefs in the in the wrestling ring, and then I would be the Undertaker. And one of the game modes was Royal Rumble, where these other wrestlers would get in the side of the ring and they'd come at you. My brother and I had a system, wherein the guy would get in the side of the ring and you could pin him or you could get him out of the ring. They'd come into the ring. One of us would grab the dude and throw him across the ring. Well, the other guy was waiting and he would grab grapple onto him when he got to him using his momentum and throw him out of the ring. Oh my gosh. We beat Royal Rumble so many times. And that was back in a time when you could replay a video game. Like here I am talking about, I can't play all of the video games that I want to play. And part of it, of course, too, is because I'm an adult with responsibilities and children and work and all of this, all of this stuff. But also, even if my full-time job was gaming and I listen to people 
within the gaming industry talk about this. Their full-time job is gaming and they don't have enough time to do everything that they want. That's why they have to parse things out for, you know, their respective periodical companies. Final Fantasy XIV will receive its first ever graphical update with patch 7.0. This will include updates to character models and environments entailing improved lighting, shadows, shaders, and more. The Quarry. Uh, Supermassive's new IP is called The Quarry, and it will be published by 2K. So says a rumor, and it is something that they are publishing outside of the Dark Pictures anthology, which if you remember, the Dark Pictures anthology was what I referred to as a quick time event game. It was a lot of button presses when you needed those button presses. So anyway, let's look out for more information in the quarry. If you see something out there that you think I should report on on this show, because that's what I'm doing. I'm doing some new stuff. I'm acting as an echo chamber for the industry. If you see something, shoot it my way. Send it to at Culture Jacked on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, or get a hold of me over there on Beams, or go on one of my wonderfully uh, crafted TikTok videos that I make. Leave it as a comment there and be like, oh, have you heard? And let's all together, collectively, as one team, as one Culture Jacked family, I like to think, keep an eye on the quarry and see what see what's going on there. Bioshock 4 is having development issues and the reveal of Bioshock 4 could get delayed. And that's a rumor. Um, they've allegedly lost about 40 employees, including leads and 2K Games is said to be unsatisfied with the progress it has made. So I would say that 2K needs to delay this game as long as, as long as they need to in order to get it done in a complete way. And it seems like with a staffing shortage that has reportedly um, been going on over there at 2K, that could be a while. And it should be done without crunch still. So get the right people hired on. Make sure that you're, you're not abusing your employees and you get this game done. Because Bioshock is such a, it is such a hallmark, such a staple within uh, the gaming world within the gaming sphere. Bioshock was revolutionary. And granted, Bioshock 2 didn't do anything special. Bioshock Infinite kind of wrapped the whole thing up in a nice little bow. And, I mean, speaking of time travel, did I tell you I'm doing an episode uh, today on the Freaky Deaky podcast with a couple fellas that I that I met, you know, behind a bar and they told me that the government was watching me and they should I should come on their podcast. Otherwise, they'd They'd actually sedate me and take me to their podcast. It was really creepy. It was really freaky. And if I'll be honest, it was a little bit deaky as well. What was I talking about? I was talking about Bioshock Infinite. Oh, yeah. Time travel. Spoiler alert. There's some time travel in Bioshock Infinite. Spoiler alert as well. We're talking about time travel on the Freaky Deaky podcast. And those guys are coming over uh, to the Friday show tomorrow on my podcast. On, It's not mine. It's ours. Everyone that's listening, it's our podcast together. What's the next news thing, Dustin? Well, don't worry. I'll tell you, Dustin. Just calm the fuck down. Here we go. Nintendo wouldn't let Night Dive, which is a studio, I guess, Night Dive Studio, uh, make an Eternal Darkness remaster. I think I've talked about this game before, 
it was on the GameCube. My brother had it, and Eternal Darkness was a game that you played. It was kind of like a puzzle game, but you're walking through this labyrinth, and very creepy things happen. Like, you had a sanity meter, and as your sanity decreased, like, the screen would shake, it would shut off, there would be, like, a fly that would appear on the screen. You'd think it was an actual, you'd go slap the TV, and it'd go, tung. oh, that's not, that's just a... That's just the game making me think I'm crazy. It'd make you go repeat the same rooms. It would make your vision kind of blurry, make you have to use the other controller. It was very innovative and very interesting. It's like Psycho Manus from Metal Gear Solid. I would love to see that remaster. But he, he put out a uh, tweet here that said, we've had discussions with... Nin oh, and who is this guy? Who is this guy? This is the CEO of Night Dive Studios, Stephen Kick. And he put out a tweet that said, we've had discussions with Nintendo over the years about remastering a number of their games, and they always get gun-shy working with third-party developers, even after Night Dive Studio released their first N64 game on their platform. And then he put out another tweet that said, Eternal Darkness is number one on my list, BTW. Elden Ring developer warns players against spoilers, and I think... I think we do a pretty good job of it over here on the Culture Jack podcast where we might talk about rumors and and, you know, potential castings, um, potential cameos that's going on. You know, we like to pontificate and and ruminate on on what might happen in a Marvel movie or a show or where where the whole series could go next. But I think we do a pretty good job of not actively seeking out those entire plot leaks and regurgitating them to you. And so you don't have to worry about that from us, but do be careful online, especially when a big movie or a big game is coming out. And, you know, it might be very soon after the game is released as well. Someone will put all that information up online. And unless you're looking for that sort of thing, that can be kind of a bummer when you come across it and you were hoping to be surprised. You were hoping uh, to have a, a new experience instead of one that you just relived textually moments ago. Mario Strikers Battle League is being developed by Next Level Games, uh, and that's confirmed. And that is the same one that did the previous Mario Strikers and the one that did Luigi's Mansion 3. Have you played Luigi's Mansion? three it's really it's really a good game another one on my backlog but i just don't have the time i got to say sea of thieves pvp mode the arena is shutting down next month apparently not popular enough that is a fun game but a frustrating game as well i don't know what it is about the controls or or whatever i mean the sea the water is beautiful i'm just rambling at this point i need to finish these news stories Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster has a new promotional video trailer uh, released. Square Enix might make more HD 2D remakes following Live Alive and Dragon Quest III. And a, a game that's done in this style so well, and if you love RPGs, especially kind of old-school turn-based RPGs, is Octopath Traveler. It's for the Switch, I think. And I, heck, I've also seen it on Game Pass as well. So if you have not played Octopath Traveler, you are in the mood for a good hearty RPG with some really great voice work. Uh, I like the the dialogue. The, many of the, the characters are voice acted. And so that's really cool. And it has kind of like a 2D, 3D mesh art style, which works really well, surprisingly. 
Elden Ring launch trailer features gorgeous environments, teases massive bosses. Again, it's February 24th today. That comes out tomorrow. Bethesda launcher is being retired in May, which isn't, I guess, bad news, except if you have like saved game data on that launcher, it will be transferred from that launcher to Steam, although it uh, it won't be, wait, well, hold on, or even PC other than Steam won't be possible. Yeah, so it, migration to PlayStation, Xbox isn't going to be isn't going to be possible. Unfortunately, there are too many launchers. You want to go play GTA 5? Get into the Rockstar launcher. You want to go play some, um, shit, I don't know, EA game? You make sure you launch on EA Play. You Come on, figure it out, companies. Figure it out. If I log on to my Xbox and I load up a game that is available on Xbox, I'm already logged in to Xbox. You just steal my login information from there and give it to EA, give it to Bethesda, give it to whoever the hell you need to, to get this game to run now. I should not have to go through two or three. I agree to the terms of service that should all be included simply for the fact of having your game on a Microsoft Xbox or a Sony PlayStation. That's all I'll say about that. Star Citizen releases new videos showcasing overhauled rendering tech and improved AI. Is that game ever going to release? Who knows? Time will tell. Everyone calls it a big scam. Is it a scam? I don't know. I've invested. <laughs> I fucked that up. It was going to be really funny. I was going to say, I don't know. I've invested in cryptocurrency before. Call of Duty, this is a rumor, will skip its 2023 installment. As you all know, with the incredible amount of coverage that's been going on because of the Microsoft acquisition of Activision... Still have tr trouble saying it. I mean, you should try it. Try it now. Huh. See? It's not that easy. Shut up. Anyway, Call of Duty, as you know, is an annual release. They give annual installments every year. And again, a big part of the way Activision was supporting that game by having all of the studios under its, under its belt, under its namesake, working on that game to get it out every year on time. So I don't know what the development cycle was for that game. Maybe maybe three years, maybe four years per studio, and they just would <laughs> chug them out one after the other. But it seems like for the first time in a long time, it may be skipping next year, which is good. I think that's good. Give this franchise a break. Refresh it. It says they might put out a uh, another free-to-play online entry. They might put out a multiplayer mode. But as far as a full-blown campaign, uh, don't look forward to don't look forward to one. And you've got um, what's that? What's that? <laughs> what's that game? You got Warzone. You got that piece of it too. So if you want more Call of Duty action, just hop into Warzone or hop into one of those other abandoned lobbies of the many many Call of Duty games that there are. That's it for the news, everybody. Um, let me tell you about what's been coming out and what is going. To come out. So what day is it today? It is the 24th, so I won't go too back, too far back in time. But like I said, Horizon Forbidden West came out on the 18th. Um, that's on PlayStation 4 and 5 right now exclusively. Soul Cresta, which is a shoot 'em up game, came out on PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC two days ago on the 22nd. Also on the 22nd, Monarch, an RPG, coming out on PlayStation 4 and 5, PC, and on Nintendo Switch. Ooh, 
I'm getting I'm getting this information from Metacritic, and those this is not it's not rated very highly on PlayStation Five and Nintendo Switch. Oftentimes, the the rating is TBD as you know more and more people get their hands on it and they they get that aggregate rating. But right out of the gate, Monarch looks like it's at 67 and 66 on the PlayStation 5 and Nintendo Switch, respectively. Destiny 2 DLC, The Witch Queen, came out on the 22nd as well for all the PlayStations, Xboxes, and PCs. Martha is Dead, a horror entry, is coming out today. And that's an adventure horror game coming out on PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One and X, and PC. Uh, coming out tomorrow, Grid Legends. I think it's a racing game. Yeah, it is. Coming out on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. And the big one, the one that we've been waiting for, the one that we we heard a bunch of rumors for, that we waited with bated breath uh, for a reveal trailer, for an announcement trailer, for anything beyond just that slight tease that we got back in 2019, that we got in 2020. And now it's finally come. It's Elden Ring coming out on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. If anyone out there is playing Elden Ring, please let me know what you think of it. How does this Souls-like game do in an open-world environment? And especially, I want to know, is, is the open world, does it feel full? Does it feel like it has enough stuff going on or are they just doing open world because, hey, you know, that's the rage. You want, you ha- want to have an open world game. And then Altier Sophie 2, The Alchemist of the Mysterious Dream. That is a mouthful. It's an RPG coming out on PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and uh, PC. Uh, also tomorrow on the 25th. Then next week on February 28th, the last day of the month, we've got Guild Wars 2, End of Dragons coming out on PC. Elex 2, or is it Elex 11? <laughs> it's an action RPG game uh, coming out on March 1st on all the Xboxes and all the Playstations and the PC. Then we've got Far Changing Tides. It is an adventure game coming out on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, and PC on March 1st. And also on March 1st is Puzzle Quest 3 coming out on PC and iOS. And then also on March 1st, Shadow Warrior 3 coming out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and PC. And then on March 3rd, Babylon's Fall, PlayStation 4 and 5 and PC. Gran Turismo 7 comes out on March 4th. So I'm I'm looking forward. You know what I might do? It's just a pastime. I might just look up Gran Turismo 7 uh, videos on YouTube and just watch them. It's a pretty game, man. I'm telling you, PlayStation 4 and 5. And on March 4th, uh, Triangle Strategy for the Nintendo Switch, previously Project Triangle Strategy. It's an RPG. Again, it's in that same kind of 2D, 3D, 2D HD hybrid kind of Octopath Traveler and now Live Alive as well kind of format. It's one I'm looking forward to. And it is a tactics-like game. Final Fantasy Tactics uh, was and, and remains to be one of my absolute favorite RPGs Mostly because of its story. It's very convoluted, messy, and fun story. But also because of the gameplay where you're just, your pieces on tiles, you have different jobs, and you have to strategize if you don't, you know, break the game and level your characters to level 99 within the second mission and then get all the jobs that you want right off the bat. 
which I may have been guilty of doing uh, one or two times as well, then you really have to strategize otherwise. Okay, that's it. That's all the games that, that's going to be released in the next week, all the games that were released. There's a bunch of the big news stories that I got to as well. And, and don't forget, um, we are taking a break. We're taking a break in March. You think I can do this week after week and not get a little tired, a little tuckered? Well, you're wrong. I can't. I'm just a man. <laughs> not much of one. Uh, also, go over to the Freaky Deaky podcast. You can, I mean, you can find that podcast wherever you find this podcast. It's on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Podcasts and uh, SoundCloud and Stitcher and uh, what other ones are there? Audible, Amazon, Google Music, all, all that shit. You can go go find it. It's a good it's a good episode. I had a lot of fun over there. Um, taking a break, being on a podcast. Oh yeah, if you want to get a hold of this podcast, if you want to leave me a nasty comment, well, why don't you just go? I don't know, sit on the toilet and read the newspaper for a little bit. If you can find one, uh, and then rethink your whole situation because I think you're all a little backed up, to be honest. If you're going to leave such a nasty comment, otherwise, if you want to leave leave a nice comment uh, at Culture Jacked on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can leave us a review that would be insanely helpful. This is not the only show that we have on the Culture Jack podcast. You know, Anthony Scott shows The Weekend Wire where he talks about movie news, Monday Madness where he talks about whatever the heck he wants, the Friday show where I get to talk about whatever I want, on today's episode where we, you know, we switch off back and forth and we talk about a movie or show that we've watched and we tell you how good it is and we spoil the hell out of it for you. So if like you didn't like this, if you didn't like video game news, well, honestly, you're probably not here at this very moment, but if you didn't like this, Maybe there's something else that, that suits your fancy. Um, yeah. What else? Leave us a review. Send us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. I've got a community over on Beams. No, I don't have a community. I say that every week. I have a profile <laughs> where I talk to people and I make mini podcasts with other people. So go check that out. You, you and I, we can make a podcast uh, together. I think uh, that's that's it for the news, and we'll see you next week.